Welcome to Verbal Tap, episode 13. Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside of the cage. For fans new to the show, welcome. My name is Kevin, and with me on the line, Raf Esparza. Raf, how you doing tonight? Oh yeah, very good. Thank you for asking. Love the enthusiasm, love the energy. I'm so enthusiastic, and, and there's a reason for it. We're going to get to it, but I am so just hyped. Yeah, I'm going to boldly call us the number one up-and-coming comedy MMA podcast. That's, uh, I'm going to second that. Lock it in. Yep. We are locking that in. <clears throat> lock it in noise. Oh, my God. All right. If you think there is a better one out there, tweet us. We will challenge them to a duel, and we'll find out who the better comedy podcast is. Yep. Basically, the backstory is Raph and I love MMA, and, like traditional straight hetero men we exhibit our love through mockery and a little bit of testosterone based affection so with that raf you ready to get started i am man will you ask me what i'm drinking before we proceed uh sure uh kevin would you be willing to share with us what you're drinking this evening i'm drinking a natural light beer what a natty light i'm pulling a natty light so just so i want to appeal to the common MMA fans out there. I don't want them to think we're getting too highfalutin. Uh, I had some nice scotch. I had some red wine. I want to bring it back to the base so uh, people feel... I'm a man of the people, is what I'm saying. I I will say, I think we lost some listeners when you were drinking some red wine. I thought about that, too. It was like, you know, oh, I'm just having a Zima and a spritzer. (laughs) I'm going to... You can have a little cocktail later. Yeah, I'll I'll work on that. I'll keep it it butch. So Natty Light tonight. Why Why the Natty Light tonight, though? We were playing Mario Kart drinking game last night, which okay. is, uh, it combines my two passions for drunk driving and sitting on the couch. Nice. Have you played Mario Kart the drinking game? Uh, no, I haven't. I actually have a life. Oh, that's cute. You should try it. It's not it's cute, good times. You have to finish your beer before you finish the race. There's strategy that involved. Does. You can that only play really four fun. rounds, basically. Uh, but you have to play with natural light. That's pretty much that's pretty much scary. So we're going to... Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I love that that game was created by somebody going, man, we had a party and somebody brought all the shitty natty light that we got to get through. <laughs> I know. Let's make a game to Mario Kart. Self-destruct sequence activated. Yeah, that's exactly what we... Uh, we just go right for it. And for those that are not used to my outrageous sound effects, I've basically started a new... I've learned it's really easy to bother Raph by using these weird sound effects I find on the internet, so that's basically the gist of that now. Like, Kevin has no natural recourse for wit. Instead, now he's relying on a soundboard. (laughs) You're so... uh... Effing stupid. I regret doing this podcast with you <laughs> yeah, immediately. You you should have that's why I waited till like episode nine till you were pot committed <laughs> to break out the sound effects. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta hide these things. Hey, that's a good relationship advice too, to uh, those of you out there trying to form good strong relationships. Hide the weird things about you until your partner's, you know, a little too attached to yep. duck out. That's just good. Yep. There's there's too much push for honesty now, you know what I'm talking about? It is true. But you know what? Uh, to those who are still listening, because why wouldn't you be listening to Kevin's sound effects? Uh, let's talk about the fact that you're great. We appreciate you listening to us. And uh, you are 
so cool, unlike some of our friends who are coming up and telling us, hey, Raph and Kevin, oh my god, you guys are awesome, we love you. But you know, um, we just we just hate MMA. We're just not going to listen, because we don't like it. I just don't care about MMA. It's like, oh, okay. First hmm. of all, you're lucky that we still call you a friend. Agreed. Like, not liking MMA is, is pretty egregious. Uh, but we, we can get past that. And second... It doesn't mean you have to like MMA. Like, we'll like it for you, and we'll digest it and give you everything you need to know, so that way, when someone comes up to you, you feel at ease talking about it. That's why you listen to the podcast. You don't have right. to worry about MMA. We're going to worry about it. We're going to give yeah. you it in a funny... You you might even take a joke, speak, continuing on the theme of dating advice. Maybe you're going to date yep. someone who is an MMA fan. Exactly. You, know, like you want to have something interesting to say. You want to know what's going on. Well, we are the show that's going to teach you what's going on. That actually segues back into a, a good explanation. We're going to basically go through a list of topics. Raph's going to do his world-famous Ultimate Fighter, the show review, what's going on in Tough House 17. We're going to talk about the UFC fights on fuel, Stan versus Silva, alliteration points to the UFC. Uh, some funny videos that have been going out, a Hitler parody for Dana White, which was, uh, you know, some could call it over the line, but MMA fans are a little <laughs> thicker in the skin. Spider vs. Bones <laughs> in New York. Little Days of Ardena. We have a shocking Overeem announcement. Before Raph and I talk about probably our favorite topic, the GSP Nick Diaz Jaws poster. The, uh, you call it the Deep Blue Sea. That was It's Deep Blue Sea. It's so yeah. the poster for Deep Blue Sea. And, they uh, made Diaz a shark. <laughs> <laughs> they made that. That should be the top. We should have started with that. That should have been like our top <laughs> announcement. Nick Diaz is a fucking shark. You can't argue with it. Uh, so that's all you have to look forward to over the next hour. Let's uh, start with yours, mine, everyone's favorite part of the show: the Ultimate Fighter review. Raph, how are you feeling this week? I'm going to do a little pre-event interview. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I've got my head on straight. Uh, I'm just going to come hard. Uh, I'm just going to say a lot of words, a lot of jokes. I'm hoping some will stick. Definitely. Uh, I'm hoping people don't hate me after it, but no. they probably will, and that's okay, too. Sure. All right. Well, let's get this party started. I would like to warn the audience. This is a one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter, so please... Fasten your seatbelts, because here we go! Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Josh made a list and is checking it twice. Uriah Hill stay, still hates cooks, and Bubba won second place in his fight last week. Bubba starts the episode by putting the word pussy above the blacked-out pick on the bracket wall, which is odd, because after his fight, he won't be getting any, but he's earned the respect of Chael. Meanwhile, Josh is ready for a fight and wants everyone in the locker room to know that. Wait, his opponent is named Thor? Someone make him the tiniest hammer you can muster. I'm pretty sure the Avengers action figure has a bigger hammer than hat. Uh, John Jones walks by. Is that a toy? I want to see it. But Jimmy is on it and fashions a hammer worthy of the name Thor. You think these guys are bored yet? And sparring is all fun and games until someone gets jabbed in the face. Hard. Turns out Jake is not really a fan of getting hit in the face and Uriah goes hard 100% of the time. And maybe has a few things he needs to work out of his system. Thor says he's not fighting. He then works as a part-time teacher in Sweden, which means he works about a half hour a week. Chael. Thor's kind of under everyone's radar. In fact... I didn't even know he was here for the first two weeks. But does the mighty Thor have any weaknesses? Thor's biggest downfall is that he's nice and a gentleman. What's that? 
back at the house. Josh is team dad, and no one ever asked for it. Clint, stop being so fat. Adam, you're cutting the onions all wrong. And for the last time, that's not how you cut a pair of short shorts. Hand me those scissors. Now these are short shorts. Josh Salmon picks a pretty opportune time to admit he's had a few operations. Uh, my doctor <laughs> said you might lose your leg. Uh, now count backwards from 50. Apparently, Josh Salmon has Dr. Nick as his healthcare specialist. Thanks, Obamacare. Josh, I was never allowed to watch anything violent as a kid, and look how I turned out. That Gilbert Smith, quite the instigator. Gilbert Smith has turned into the Jerry Springer of the group. Uriah Hall, now you guys are not going to get me in here to sit and talk about my team for more than five minutes. But that's it, you guys hear me? But it appears Uriah is a big Tupac fan because his favorite song seems to be And They Wonder Why You Call It A Bitch. Where the hell did that come from? Since when does Uriah have beef with Adam Sella's girlfriend, Party Foul? And our apologies to Adam Sella's girlfriend. That was completely unnecessary to be brought up in the episode. Chael, I am not a bowler, but I know how to bowl. John Jones' hype man needs a raise and maybe a new catchphrase or two. You the champ! Discount double check! They're great! <laughs> Ever notice at the minute 35 in the show, almost everyone seems to agree this is going to be a good fight? As Thor sleeps, we find out the guys may be good at making a fake hammer, but they draw pictures like a bunch of drunk five-year-olds. Thor's dressing room reminds us the gods of war is going to be out on March 12th. Chael, I want to know what your holes are, Thor, and today's going to be a good, good day. Nothing bad can possibly go wrong. Foreshadowing. Don't worry. If you don't win... <laughs> I'm going to put you in as a wild card. Round one, after a couple trip-ups by Josh, his footing then gets caught back up and he charges at Thor. These fighters are pressed up against the cage, alternating position multiple times. A failed takedown attempt costs Josh a few punches to the face, but Josh looks calm on the ground. Josh then takes a great note from Freight Mir and traps Thor's arm in an unorthodox manner while up against the cage and gets a nice barrage of shots to soften the Swede. Josh connects with a high left kick that goes in for the kill. A left hand catches Thor by surprise while a clean right drops Thor like a sack of Swedish fish. Or whatever they eat there. Herb Dean wakes up Thor and guess what? That Chael pre-fright steamroll wasn't so effective after all. Josh is on cloud nine and thinks he's now the number one seed while Chael tells us that the hammer dropped because he was too nice. That'll learn you. Next week, Clint versus Jimmy and Josh goes in for surgery? Dana Dick teases the guys with Hooters, and Clint and Jimmy will get it on, and I'm spent. Hey! <laughs> thank you. Thank you, crowd, for coming in just for this one particular clap. That was uh, that was great. Hey, Raph, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yes, sir. How long was that little one-minute review you just did? Do I'm... not worry. I timed it because, let's face it, the last time you timed it, you added on an extra three minutes. That Obviously. Was... <laughs> egregious uh but i timed it and i can tell you with certainty that was 61 seconds hmm mm -hmm. okay that was that was 61 seconds you're sure yes i am positive i'm staring at my cell phone and it says 61 on it right now okay well argue with that then all right well there, there's our, our ending to our clearly 61-second round. Yep. For those of you that are still listening, what's going on with uh, some of this Twitter stuff? You upset a few of the fighters in the house last night. Well, you... Oh, yeah, they don't enjoy me. <laughs> some of them seem to. Luke, uh, Luke Barnett, uh, all I saw was the alert pop up on my phone that said something right. weird. 
You want to yeah. talk about how that came to fruition? Okay, so I was talking about how I think it's a well-established fact that Fuel TV is in no one's home cable package. And Dana White actually sent out a tweet yesterday saying, hey guys, if you don't have Fuel, then go find a bar. Which, first of all, shitty Dana, your fault. Second of all, I have to go find a bar because you can't get a legitimate package on a real (laughs) network? Okay, thank you. And third... Two of his fighters, uh, Jimmy and uh, Luke, basically said, hey, I don't even have fuel. Can someone tell me the results? Which is, so we I understand. Can, like, that's not an insult. Yeah. We get it. That's uh, yeah, we, just part of the problem. We understand that. So I tag uh, both of them to Dana and say, Dana, two of your own fighters don't have your shitty network. <laughs> so I think that's a problem. And at this point, uh, Luke tags me back and says Jimmy's a nerd and I'm English so shut the fuck up (laughs) which caught me by surprise and it made me think I'm like there are only two reasons this happened one he's (laughs) one he's listened to my really shitty impression obviously uh, he's been listening to your impression I mean he's completely you guys hang out you could hang out or two uh he just he just really just wanted to give me shit, and I looked at it and I go, man, I'm all for taking shit, but I don't even know what to do with this. You know, Jimmy, there's option three. He's been drinking. Eh, probably. I mean, he's, don't we all drink? British. <laughs> uh, but I was just kind of like, all right, well, we, that's another one. Add that one to the list. <laughs> uh, but I think Clint Hester has told me I have no soul. Uh, because I questioned. The fact that he got so excited in the now, I'm uh, sorry, I don't. I, I hate to. Did he mean soul is in like um, you're ready to sing the blues, or did he mean literally like you don't have a soul at all? You don't feel uh, things. Good question, but I will have him know I was listening to James Brown. No shit, right when I read, I had no soul. So it was a very awkward dichotomy. I was like, I am listening to James Brown. I would like to think I'm listening to soul music. Uh, godfather of soul <laughs> you can't tell anybody that <laughs> but i i laughed and i was like all right that's cool i mean you have to give and get and i totally get it because we shit on these guys pretty significantly agreed to our other friend oh and i'll finish this the reason why i said i was making fun of clint is because clint was so excited in his pre-fight moment to go up to jimmy that he still had his tag on his hat. And I don't know if that's cool to people, but it looked ridiculous. So my joke was, he was so excited, he didn't have time to cut the tag off of his hat to go for the fight picture. And that was why I don't have soul. So, whatever. Uh, Okay, well that clears Uh, up why, which soul he's talking about, I feel like. I guess, but I mean, even when I look at it, I just go, really? Alright, you can do that. (laughs) I I really think you can. Sure. Uh, On the other side, though, Adam Sella. Uh, good lord. Okay, so Adam Sella talks about the fact this week with Uriah Hall being a bully. And I immediately am thinking like, you know, have we been bullying this kid? Adam Sella? Yeah. Oh god, I hope not. Only because... Are we still talking about the face thing? (laughs) Yeah. Because it was funny for a day to him, and I think the next day he was like... Man, these guys are mean. 
Oh, that would be... He does fight people. You know, maybe you and I aren't approaching it from the right mental state. I I think because I assume they're professional fighters, they don't have, like, not a lot of words bother them. I guess I kind of make that assumption. Honestly, my exact same assumption, because I'm like, I guarantee you, anybody's overhand right is way, way more hurtful than any shitty joke I can muster. Or their swinging back kick. And here's more what we'll (laughs) say, um, especially because if you and I, let us be clear, if the situation were reversed and we were enjoying semi-television stardom, and I don't say that, but it's just, you know, it's semi-television stardom. It's limited. There's not going to be like a second season where they're they get to going. come back as cast members. Just keep going. Uh, we would. I mean, I would probably just be jacked. People were talking about me. If people were creating mimes of stupid, I, there would be a lot of little memes of stupid shit I was saying or doing. I'll say this right now. I only have one criteria when people make fun of me, which is make it funny. Yeah. And I I have no problem with that. But you know, <laughs> we are we are comedians by trade. Yeah, and we enjoy it. We enjoy we, the mockery and the meanness. It's our business. So I will say this. Uh, I think the moment that really turned for me was when they actually, when Uriah did bring up Adam's girlfriend, and I said, that's just I didn't not get why cool. he did it. I don't know. If I, I wonder, tried to even like, rewatch it. It was just like, yeah, I know. why did he go there? It doesn't make any sense. It was during my like 17th text, tweet of, Uriah, are you just walking around hating people? Are you just walking around... Me, Pointing people Let out. Bring and... back the context. The context was, oh, that's great. You and your girlfriend went to the Red Rocks, which I thought was the Hard Rock, but let's say Red Rocks. So you and your girlfriend went to Red Rocks. Oh, by the way, why are you a bitch? And yeah, you're like your girl. You're a bitch. And it was just like, what the shit happened there? Is oh there my some... god. So I don't know. That got really <laughs> weird really quick. Did they cut out Adam Sella, like, mocking him for 15 minutes? Maybe it's also because Adam talks a little faster than Uriah does. And when you can kind of talk circles in people, they lash out sometimes. I guess. But the good news is, again, Adam won me back over when he did the impression of Uriah and did those (laughs) uh, roundhouse kicks uh, a little bit, like, right before the fight, which was really funny. Agreed. So anyway, Adam. Actually, keeping Adam into our next little topic here, and we have about a minute ten before we have to get going topic-wise, wild card fights. I tweeted this out and I meant it because it seemed like the presumption was that Thor deserves a second shot or should get to fight again. Uh, I still have, and I don't know how this works, if they choose one from each team, but in my eyes, Bubba and Adam Seller are actually still the two best fighters that lost so far yes yes i would probably say uh adam's up there and bubba's up there but they keep saying it to everybody at the end of the fight like i feel they do talk about it a lot they just keep going oh don't worry at the end of this fight you know you'll still be a wild card wink wink nudge nudge yeah well and i feel if anything brings Sella back to our good graces it's that you and i both were just like he did kind of take it to uriah I mean, he did. Yes. He pushed the action, right? Yes. So we uh, we both appreciated that. Speaking of pushing the action, that's my segue. That's how we. That's how we go. We will obviously. Raph and I love the Ultimate Fighter. So if you're not Speaking tuning in, of action, why Tuesdays is your at nine. A bitch, Kevin. <laughs> Tuesdays at nine. Tune in. Watch. It's uh, it's great. And 
tweet the fighters. Let them know. Let them know how much fun you have watching the show because this is the best season of the Ultimate Fighter we've ever seen. It is. We agree. It has been a lot of fun. I've been watching a lot of them. All right, UFC on fuel. Ah, fuel. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Silva yeah. versus Stan. Good fight. Wow. Starting with, uh, well, y- well, you have to start with this. I feel like if you don't, yeah. people will get upset. We we hate yeah. fuel. We hate we, we just don't see a purpose for the network. And no. we've, we've talked about it several times. It always comes to this point where we're so excited to see fights. Uh, we were actually so pissed that there was another card on Fuel that we didn't even preview it in our last podcast. And you know what? Nobody noticed or complained <laughs> about it. Like, not a single person who listened to it said, like, man, you know, you guys missed that. Because everybody's so frustrated with that network because when it comes down to it you have to go to a bar you have nobody to. has it on their package and, and even fewer bars are actually carrying it because even bars just don't think to put it on like you have to yeah. find like a specifically pretty mma friendly bar i actually i had to call ahead just because one i'm that organized and two i just didn't want to get somewhere and have someone say oh this isn't a big one so we're not gonna you know show it tonight uh i called ahead and uh, I found a great bar. We'll talk a little bit about them later, but oh yeah. man, it, well, let's it get, was a good, good moment. Let's get right into it. Thanks for making some noise, Japan. I saw limited parts of the fight. I was uh, stuck doing some some work that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I know. Those people, hey, audience, this is why we need you to tell a friend about the show. This is why we need those reviews on iTunes. This is why you should tweet this bad boy out, verbal tap cast, because... You know, I don't want to be beholden to another job. We gotta get into this full time so we can <laughs> yeah, uh, give you the coverage you deserve. Let's start Hashtag rocking. Save Kevin Phillips. <laughs> Hashtag please. Let's talk about the fights. I did yeah. get to see. I got to see the the what by Vanderlei Silva knocking out Brian Stan. Ref, what did you think? You were loving this. Yeah, this is why I was so hyped at the beginning of the show. I was so excited to talk about this fight specifically. I was excited for this fight, uh, this fight, but I just was completely stunned how amazing it was. Both of these fighters came out of the gate just ridiculously on fire. Both of them trying to knock each other the fuck out. And... Honestly, I think they both got knocked out and then rewoken up by the hits five times throughout the fight. Like, you could count. My girlfriend was counting how many times she thought one of them got knocked out and then rewoken up by their, like, next hand. And it was just that kind of fight that you know that these guys dug deep and want to give you a great, great five-minute round. And they did. And uh, the second round, they're both a little tired. Wandy just came out though. He was so it was so cool to watch him uh just blow everybody's expectations and, and really come back to form because I, I honestly I was rooting for him, but I had put my money on Stan last night. I remember I took the Vandy. Uh and I'll say this, even in like the when he was doing the weight, Vanderlei Silva looked in shape. Yeah. He looked uh he looked really just ready to go this time. <laughs> I do love when I get texts from Kevin 
his expert commentary <laughs> when he does text me and he's like he's in shape which is <laughs> the best kind of i assumed you were like in my head which uh maybe it was a little too much so great fight <laughs> shout out to them you pointed this out and i'm kind of surprised i think you're vanderlei silva only looks he's only 36 but uh looks 73 in fight years like for serious He's been Stare fighting since at... before it existed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, he looks like... Oh, man, he does look like he's been doing this for uh, roughly 150 years. He has been fighting since before the word octagon was invented. <laughs> he was never... And in Pride, like, he was everyone's favorite Pride fighter, right? That's when yeah. the axe murderer became... Just he was a fucking violent man. <laughs> and still, terrifying. Like he's what evil yeah. would look like, and I was I was especially proud. It's one of those great moments where there is an outpour of support for Brian Stan because even though he lost, everybody respected what a showing he had. Yeah, and that was evident. Everybody just talked about what a great fight it was. So yeah, nicely done, main card. Uh, main card was huge. All right, we're gonna pick it apart and comment over several the several other KOs and split decisions, mostly split decisions on this card. Struve versus Hunt. Hunt wins end of round three. Looks like he was winning the fight. Anything uh, of note here? Uh, first of all, this fight didn't look right, just from appearance-wise. You have a very tall Uncle Fester-looking dude yeah. uh, versus uh, a <laughs> text and, and no joke. <laughs> From my buddy uh, Rafa Agustin, who put, I'm going for Hunt because I'm going for all the Mexicans. And I know he's not a Mexican, but he looks like a mean Cholo. <laughs> and that's kind of the way he fights is. Cholo was, means for yeah, those of us that are It not was a very ugly, okay. uh, sloppy fight. Uh, and Hunt was was finding some good exchanges, and up until there, it might have been fight of the night. But it's one of those fights that you just kind of go, "All right, I'm I'm happy these guys are really trying to put on a show, but they're incapable of doing more." Yeah, and they and it ends with a knockout, could. so you got and it ended with a knockout. So you're 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 fairly happy, even if you look at it and go, "Okay, uh, to anyone ever trying to learn technique, maybe not the first example I'm going to show." Fifteenth, sixteenth. Takanori Gami versus Diego Sanchez. It's a real ethnically diverse <laughs> card. Let's let's discuss how from here on down. I don't know how many racist comments I'm going to make. Okay. Well, warning. Hey audience, can't say anything because we gave you a warning. We did give you a fair warning. And really uh every one of these fights was this Asian dude versus this not Asian dude who may be brown or some other minority. <laughs> and I was really trying, and I'm, I'm honestly really trying to remember who these people were. But then when you have very similar names, and the only one I really know that was distinct was the dude with, like, the orange hair. Yeah. And I still didn't know his name. Uh, but Okami, I've seen him fight. We, we've been fans of his. Uh, but Okami... Okami versus Lombard was uh, a little lackluster. Yeah, I, I, from what I saw of it, I only this is when I cut in and out of it's a split decision. It ends not a lot of strikes, thirty-seven to forty-five. Okami kind of wins with some takedowns. Yeah, and and Lombard had a, if I remember correctly, I think he had a good third round. 
yeah. um, that he was kind of coming back from that that evened it out a little bit more. But their styles was just they were just really different, and it it wasn't a super exciting fight. All right, that does it for that one. Zuto Irota versus Ronnie Yahya. I will tell you this right now. I feel so much better about not being racist when I hear you pronounce their names. Yeah, you're set. People, if they're offended by, <laughs> they're going to be offended by that first. Let's because the way be that you're pronouncing it is like Sutso Hanzatori. <laughs> I, good enough. I think that's it. Uh, <laughs> shut up. God damn fucking sound effects. Uh, uh, this one, uh, I wanted to credit it, and I was way too late on this, but I really wanted to, to tweet it out earlier. Um, the uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaha Sisterhood one. And it was an awkward fight. It was, uh, it was nothing super exciting. Uh, I actually, this dude was trying to, first of all, nobody could put away anybody with an arm triangle yesterday for the life of them. No matter how hard they tried. Nope. They were really trying, and this is one of those fights where a dude uh, had full mount, was really, like, close with an arm triangle, uh, to the point where I actually thought uh, his opponent, Mitsu, Bishi or Mitsu, I don't know, Hirota, uh, he looked like he had tapped, but it, I don't think he did, uh, but he was holding his arm and defending it pretty well, but they couldn't close the distance on this choke, and... As a result, he looked like he was getting so tired he almost got caught with like an armbar uh, toward the end in like the third round. And I, I don't know if you get this way, but when someone's winning a, a round or a fight so, so defiantly and, and and so obviously that they tire themselves out and they're about to lose, like don't you get so angry when that happens? A little bit, you know, because you just kind of expect that their cardio and mental is where it needs to be, but. But I just look at them and I'm like, no, I don't allow you to get caught with that triangle. Yeah. No. You know better. <laughs> you keep that arm. It's you, it's either two arms in, two arms out. You need to figure out what the fuck you're doing. Make a goddamn choice with your arms. You're, you're like, killing us. Yeah. And the funny part is my girlfriend sees me uh, as I'm watching it, just starting to lose it. And it's not like my jujitsu is like amazing. But you're just like, I sat here and I watched him try for that arm triangle for seven minutes. And I just refuse to watch that be the end. Uh, I'm done with that. All right. That's a little jujitsu passion. Never heard anybody <laughs> say, okay. It's okay. We can. All right. <laughs> Dong Hyun Kim versus CR Badurazada. Badurzada. Yep. 23-5. Nothing much to say here. Riki Fukada. <laughs> Versus Brad Tavares. This is great because uh, John Fitch was cornering, I believe, it was uh, Fukata. Oh, and uh, glad he was I, there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was great to see him uh, in the corner and everything. But uh, is he really somebody you want in your corner? Like, I, what advice is he going to give you? He's going to go. Obviously, uh, knock him out before you. I get don't fired. know what to do here because I got fired. So <laughs> you're on your own. Good Which, luck, uh, that, Fitch out. That, We'll get to some more John Finch stuff as we yeah. start zipping around our fun MMA stories. All right, this next one's my favorite. Takia Mizugaki over Brian Caraway. Self-destruct sequence activated. Mizugaki. Stop pressing fucking buttons. 
<laughs> See, guys? It really ruffles his feathers. It's just Mizugaki so cried yes. for 15 minutes after this. I mean, he collapsed, and he just kept screaming. It's so much emotion. It's so much emotion, but it was the definition of scream crying. Yeah. It, it was great. First of all, he falls to the ground like, <laughs> after they announce him winning, because it, it is a pretty, you know, uh, I guess there was, since it's a split decision, there was no absolute, and I think he felt like he wasn't winning. Uh, no, apparently. And some people on Twitter... Uh, were angry and I mean it wasn't a super exciting fight so it's nothing you really get too worked up about uh, which by the way it was one of one two three four five six seven eight decisions on this card nice and job fuel yeah <laughs> that's what you get fuel for being such a stupid you network suck it <laughs> and he just falls to the ground when they announce him the winner which okay fine I understand it it's your first major fight in the UFC and then he ran around weeping like a schoolgirl for an seven minutes. And I get it. You have brought much honor to your family. Like, I just kept saying, I'm like, these Asians are all bringing honor to lots of their families. I love it. I love uh, so then he, like, walks into the crowd and is like, <laughs> he, like, goes to, like, high five somebody and is like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> and uh, all I could do was I just go, you know, there is no crying in the UFC. No, and, it was, uh, uh, he was doing some serious crying. Yeah, it was, it was really awkward. It's that kind of cry that just makes you feel weird watching it. Oh. Like if somebody walked in on you watching a grown man crying, you just go, oh, I'm watching a fight. It doesn't look like a fight. It was, but now he's crying because, uh, I don't know. He just can't stop. <laughs> I don't know. So, I assume yeah. that's what it was. He, and that's how you can tell that fight just... is not that great because you spent more time talking about his crying than his fighting. Well, it was noteworthy. Although he did win via cry. Christian, <laughs> was the official decision. Cristiano Marcelo versus Kazuki Tokudome. It's probably uh, Tokudome. But... I just called this guy Tokyo Dome, first of all. Yeah, nice. And uh, It appears as though one more takedown was the difference in the fight. It was 33-33 on strikes. Oh, yeah. Not a single striking match over 50. I think that's worth note, except for this final fight. Marcelo Guillermares versus Hyun Gai Lim. Yeah, you, I think you jumped over the... Oh, uh, I did. I'm sorry. Team. Alex... But it's okay. It was, a, it was an okay Kyung fight Hoki. as well. Bruce Lee White run, you know, not a major yeah. thing. It wasn't a super great fight. Eked it out through his teeth. Uh, but yeah, the last fight, eh, it was okay. He had a good knockout. It was a, I think it was like a knee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of like a jumping knee. Stop doing that. Oh, uh, yeah. That was our, we're ending our should, fights. <laughs> it should be noted, though, that Brian Stan and Wanderlei Silva threw over 200 punches for a fight. That only went two rounds. Jesus, that's that amazing. is a lot. No takedowns, no submissions, no passes. No, nope. forty-three to forty-three strikes. And that is why, when you look at it, uh, the fight bonuses were fight of the night. Obviously, Wandy and uh, Brian Stan knockout of the night uh, was shared by Mark Hunt and Wandy, which. One of those is really the winner, but sure, we're very happy that Mark Hunt gets a, a nice buffet uh, prize money kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and there were no submissions, so why not? Two fights should make money. So more power to you, Mark. Uh, good job. Agreed. All right, that wraps it up for UFC on Fuel, Silva versus Stan. Thank you all that were uh, a part of the Twitter fun last night. It was hilarious to see the back and forths. And uh, if anybody wants to reach us on Twitter, Verbal Tap Cast. Verbal Tap Cast on good old Twitter. Did you see the Hitler Dana White parody video that's now up over 15,000 views buzzing around the internet? Did I? Now, please... uh... Give everybody a little description of what it is, uh, because yeah, not everybody's seen this. If you're looking for the the person responsible at Funny MMA Posts on Twitter, or I'm a Pure Energy, just Google Hitler's reaction to John Fitch. It's essentially the big scene where Hitler's getting upset militaristically about strategies that are failing, but he has given it, he's basically memed it, giving it subtitles that react to him reacting to the firing of John Fitch. So it's him, it's Hitler getting upset at Dana White, pretty much. Which I know probably sounds pretty bad in description, but isn't quite as offensive as you'd think. It's uh, oh, I'm pretty sure well if Dana wasn't the subject of it, he'd probably think it's funny. Oh, oh, agreed. I don't care about Dana. I was more considering people who were just like, you're using Hitler. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. he's not quite as bad, but it's called satire, people. Come on. And you so, know, honestly, I've been done with this meme for a long time. Uh, it's not really been the thing that I've, like, I was super excited to hear about. Because you, you've seen this. Like, it's it's been on a lot yeah, of it's not, this isn't people's the newest. things. It was and just they've done a, really funny things with it. It's uh, MMA but, specific. It's good. But this uh, this version of it was immaculate. Uh, <laughs> a funny MMA post just really hit the situation perfectly. Yeah, so, so check them out. Check it out, people. Yep. We uh, we're giving it the seal of funny. Yep. Yeah, we don't give endorsements. We give funny, not funny. That's how we feel about things. That is correct. All right, this is a topic that we talked about on our first podcast. Raph, can you believe that? Oh my god! Feels like ages ago. Uh, back when we were just a young up and upstart, now we've got thirteen amateur wins under us. Before, when we were just talking with tin cans and a string, <laughs> that's how we did podcasting back in the day. Yep, Anderson the Spider Silva is looking to fight John Bones Jones, and of course they're talking about it, doing it in New York, right? Like that's all of this makes perfect sense. What do you think about this? Things going to happen? I hope so, and and for many reasons. Uh, There's been a lot of rumor, and we've been waiting to talk about this for a while, because we don't know if this is a for-sure thing, but there's been a long-historied problem between MMA and New York. New York is really, really reluctant uh, via their politicians of not having the UFC come in and, you know, basically get some of their business that boxing and wrestling make lots of money off of. Yeah. And... It's an untapped market that we know would be a great exposure for the UFC. And Dana's been working with it, and it's gone back and forth. It's going to happen. Every year, I feel, for the past seven years, Dana's promised us, hey, you guys, New York's going to happen this year. And it turned out they've actually gotten a really good injuncture in their lawsuit that allows uh, a case that may be overturned that allows uh, them to get like a separate commission to come in and basically help. It's really boring shit. But the stuff that you should know is 
it is very likely that a MMA fight card can go out of there and it would be through the UFC and the proposed fight to celebrate it and the 20 year anniversary of the UFC this year is being talked about as a super fight between Anderson Silva and John Jones assuming John Jones gets past Chael Sonnen assuming indeed even if he doesn't <laughs> alright <laughs> he will <laughs> he's a win he gets past Chael Sonnen all right, ha, it gives me almost goosebumps thinking about that. Sorry, I'm I'm excited about that. It's, it's be a, a great be a matchup one. for the fans, and uh, you know if we're not going to see this GSP thing, and they're just going to keep teasing us with it, give us this one. We'll take it. No kidding. No, there. Listen to that. You hear how crazy people are <laughs> writing in about this. Time for a little days of our Dana. This is a just a fun fact, Raf. Yes. All right. So Dana, while on his uh, media press tirade, made enough uh, time out of his schedule while in California to go visit his buddy Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan has a, a very funny podcast of his own that lasts for nine hours, hours, days. I don't know how long these things. They go on very they long. They don't ever stop recording. They just cut no. it. No. <laughs> and uh, Dana was nice enough to stop by, and uh, they talked about a lot of things. One of them was the fact that Dana in there was saying, man, I got to make John Jones and Anderson Silva happen or Anderson Silva GSP happen. And if you stuck around a little bit later, you overheard Dana say that he once lost a million dollars at a casino. Now I'm a gambler. I love gambling. Uh, but I've never come anywhere close to losing a million dollars. Maybe because I don't have it, but that's not the point. Uh, can you just, in your your mind, can you fathom a hand of losing a million dollars? I've been trying. I, I can't do it. I honestly can't do it. Like, could you I've imagine... I've been thinking about this for a week. That you've got, like, you're at a poker table and you've got a pair of aces and you go, you know, I'm going to ride this through. Million. All in. It's absolutely insane to me. Now, Dana was quick to point out, though, that the most he's ever won at a table is $6 million. And now these fat cats at the casino are cutting him off. And that is the reason why they used to have fights. And I forget the name of it. Let's call it the Palms for right now. They used to have fights over there. And now, because they've reduced his credit limit, the UFC no longer has their fight nights go out of there. And Joe Rogan, he didn't even know. He asked Dana, he's like, is that the reason we don't go there anymore? And Dana goes, yes. Holy shit. That's actually that's good. That's uh that's interesting. It combines my two favorite things: Vegas underwiring and MMA. <laughs> that's, yep. that's I, gambling. I mean, huge. I was listening as a huge gambling fan and just listened to Dana talk about spending a million dollars. Yeah, day. I feel and like people Joe, can tell, but Raph and I are poker players and yes. gamblers. I feel like it's obvious. Yes, yes, you can tell that one of us is really good at poker and the other one's named Kevin. Yes, both things are, eh, I'm not great, but I love it. <laughs> I, will, I will lose some money at poker. You get out of my way. All right. Overeem, can you believe this, tests low after his UFC 156 loss. His what? testosterone results came back abnormal, which, of no. course, I was like, oh, well, yeah, steroids, look at him. Right. No, they were low. Think that's why he lost? Low testosterone? I don't. How do you? Where do you even start on that one? I, I don't mean, know. 
he looked a little more normal. Like he didn't look like a gigantor beast on this one. He still looked like a big dude, way bigger than he used to be. Yeah, uh, his head grew. But uh, it's it's weird to to think he came in with testosterone being low. I mean, sure, whatever. Maybe that's maybe why he, he can get a sponsor, knows. one of those testosterone boosters. <laughs> GSP versus Nick Diaz. One uh, of the posters so came out, and. I'll just describe the poster. It's essentially, it's like a blue. It's like the rest of their posters. Please Google it. But instead of them both being like the same size, it's Nick Diaz, Wizard of Oz style, just this huge head with George St. Pierre dressed in jiu-jitsu clothing in a tiny like one-fifteenth the size of Nick Diaz. So it looks like he's kind of just like in his mouth. Yeah. Like right below his chin. And you were giddy when this came out because you because... just said it to me immediately. We're like, when did Nick Diaz become a shark? <laughs> it looks like the direct to sequel, Redbox available sequel to Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> and my girlfriend's uh, calling the color Smoke Blue. And it's it's hysterical. I feel like it's the type of poster that, because it's so stupid, should actually have to contain the phrase uh, "images not to scale." <laughs> you mean they did such a terrible job? They should have to own a preface to it. I agree. And, it's awful. And Nick Diaz's like "ain't never scared" face is awesome. It's and- ugh. There was clearly weed involved in this decision. Like there had to be marijuana involved. Somebody I was hope just like, Diaz actually I, had the approval of that poster. Diaz was like, I want to look like a shark. Yep. I want to look like a fucking shark. And just so we're clear, not a literal shark. I want to metaphorically yes. look like I'm eating him. Yes. Great. Great. All right. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, I feel like we should probably tweet that link out. We'll tweet some links out over the next few days and get people's feedback because it's the best MMA poster I've ever seen. Yep. Slash worst. Raph, I have a series of questions for you based off of just some MMA news and current events. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. This is a new segment. We're just, uh, we'll just call it Raph's Corner for right now. Cool. Okay, Raph, in Canada, a peewee hockey coach got 15 days in jail for tripping a kid. Sports parents getting put in jail for their actions. What do you think? Are you in favor of this or no? Yes. Yes? Yes. You're not just thinking maybe Canada doesn't have enough crime? Well, in Canada, that is a crime. Yeah. Uh, They take their hockey very seriously over there. Uh, I don't – I think it's uh, one of those things where with parents, uh, you might as well lock them up early. But how – like here's the other thing. Canadians aren't mean people. No. So is it Not one of those typically. things where, like, they cool him off like he's in the drunk tank for a night? And they're just like, <laughs> whoa, you better watch it, yeah? Uh, you, you stay in there and you cool down. He's going to be in there for 15 days. He got sentenced. I I tried to think of, like, if uh, jiu-jitsu parents, like, you can do jiu-jitsu for kids. Like, they have little kids jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It'd be really funny to see what that would look like. It would just turn into a match between two black belts, I'd imagine, if the uh, parents got upset. so amazing if a parent, like, accidentally, quote-unquote, like, swept the kid for his kid. <laughs> just... 
I was like, oops, did anybody see that? I swept the leg? No, I didn't. I told Wait. you to secure the back. Okay, <laughs> Dennis Rodman goes to North Korea, which is a topic we don't have enough time for. But my question for you, if we sent an MMA fighter as an ambassador to North Korea, who would make the best ambassador? Without doubt, Mayhem Miller. Without doubt. God, without doubt, Mayhem Miller. I find, without doubt, I like that you're so committed. Why Mayhem Miller? Uh, I believe he is the MMA equivalent of Dennis Rodman. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes they, sense. Then. They okay. both color their hair. They both are known for saying ridiculous shit and doing ridiculous shit. Both have probably done Madonna. Can't prove it. And <laughs> I think that Mayhem Miller's most recent escapade of going into a church naked and beating the shit out of everything is probably a weekend for Dennis Rodman. Uh, God, you know, bef- I mean, you're kind of starting to convince me. I'll just give mine anyway. I had Forrest Griffin. Also a valid choice. He would just say the stupidest shit. Like, can you imagine how many times he would offend everyone? <laughs> I just said, I want more of Forrest Griffin on camera always. Especially I, when it's serious. I do appreciate Forrest's mumbling. Yeah. More uh, than any uh, other human being. I mean, he's really self-deprecating, really funny. But I think he mumbles more than any other person I've ever heard. Final question. Seth MacFarlane gets mixed reviews as the Oscar host. If we had to choose an MMA fighter to be the host of the Oscars, who's the best? Who are you taking? Okay, I've got two on this one. Okay. The first is the obvious choice. I think Chael should host, even though he's hosted like the MMA awards, but hosting the Oscars would be great. Because then be. he'd say okay. uh, really ridiculous shit just like, Hey, did everybody see that movie called Zero Dark Thirty? It was about that one time Anderson Silva basically beat the shit out of me for 30 minutes. <laughs> but I'm just joking, people. Here are your stars. Jessica Chastain. Uh, I think that'd be funny. Um, I think the other one, obviously. Uh, I think he'd have the... some trouble announcing foreign film directors. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, now, the winner for best foreign film... Who cares? We're America. <laughs> uh, I think that's one. I think the other one, uh, and this is just for style and class and how I think he would present, is definitely GSP. Yeah, he's, we're going to need an interpreter, probably. <laughs> I just like the idea of him going up and being like, uh, the best winner of the picture was this year. It is uh, the one with the linings that are silver. <laughs> okay. In the manual, the silver manual linings. That's silver the one. manual linings is really funny. I'm going to go with Josh Koscheck. I don't have much behind it other than I just don't even think people would notice because he looks like he's from Hollywood. So people would just be like, oh, it's Channing Tatum's new. It's new Channing Tatum. Okay. That's no problem. And that is fine because I have beaten Josh Koscheck many a time. So <laughs> Josh Koscheck and GSP would be great. <laughs> oh, that's what we should do. All right. Once again, Verbal Tapcast on Twitter. Find us Verbal Tap online, the podcast. And if you're listening via iTunes, give us a five star, four star review. Let us know what's going on in the comments section. <laughs> no please. other stars, just five or four. <laughs> Well, you know, I want to give them options. I don't seem like I'm just pushing the <laughs> tilt. And hey, tell a friend that likes MMA to listen to it. If you train, tell your training partners. We uh, stand behind the product. We get a lot of good feedback. Yep. 
And we'd like to do some shout-outs, including the lovely place where Raph was able to catch the game last night. Yes, the game. <laughs> the fights. The Hollywood Way Bar and Grill in Burbank, California. I've been wanting to go to this place for a long time to go see a fight. Yesterday was finally an opportunity, and I was not disappointed. This place has many, many a high review uh, from people who I know who, when I checked in there, which I did like a lame person. Uh, people actually like on my Facebook were telling me like, man, I can't believe it's taking you this long to go here. It's the place I always go to. So I was very, very pleased with that. Please give them your business. Uh, couldn't have been nicer human beings about the way that they show a fight. And there were no douchebags, uh, which is always a nice feeling. Uh, so props to them. Uh, of course, my gym uh, where I go to train, Valley Martial Arts Center, VMAC. VMAC. This Tuesday, and, this Tuesday, something's going on at Flappers Comedy I read in Gentleman's Quarterly. Yes, yes, you did. It is early late night, hosted by your pal here, Rafa Sparza. Uh, if you like late night television or whatever, even if you don't, just come down and see it. We're a combination of improv, stand-up comedy, and... A little bit of nonsense, just for good measure. It is 10 p.m. Burbank, California, Flappers Comedy Club. It's a really good time, guys. And uh, at the worst case scenario, you can come and try and heckle me, and I'll make you look stupid. Love it. It's a, it's a good show. But wait, to don't you my, have something going on? I do have something going on. The encyclopedia really? show DC at Ninth and Beats. You want to come see me hosting a show where in which we have some color wars Full spectrum of color is going on. <laughs> color and wars, yes. and we're not just talking Rampage Jackson fights. <laughs> they this is no, this is no Japan Rampage situation. So you can find me up on stage. It can be a good time. Ninth and Beats up uh, over at eight o'clock on Friday. Shout out to my gym, BJJ MMA Training Academy, over there in Chantilly, VA. No concept jujitsu up there in Maryland. And if you do run a school or go to a school or know about a school, get on BJJ Finder and enter it into that database. That's a it's a good place where people who love jujitsu and MMA are starting to come together. So uh, make sure you keep an eye on that. We will be back next week with more <laughs> of RAS. Yeah, that's how you uh, lose the word back and you just uh, accent it out. Because, well, we have to do the Ultimate Fighter review. Yeah. Otherwise, I think people would probably protest. It's true. It's the only thing I can imagine that they would do. That's and it for me and anything I've got. Uh, thanks for listening, Raph. Yep, that's going to be the end of it for me. And we will be previewing the GSP fight when we return next week. Maybe also dun, a couple dun, other dun. surprises. Dun, dun, dun. Good night, guys. Good night. Good fight. Boom.